0: Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about a group of high school students who get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name is Riley Wesson. I'm this campaign's dungeon master, and I'm joined by my friends, my players and my gardeners. Hey guys, how are the hedges looking?
1: (laughs) They're looking rough,
2: man.
3: Yeah, they're a little (laughs) bit smolder, smoldered, or not smoldered, that's not the right word for it. A little
2: burnt. Singed? A
3: little burnt, a little singed. That's what I was looking for, singed. Mm -hmm. They're smoldering, but they're not smoldered. Hi! (laughs)
2: Hello! (laughs) Hi!
3: I'm I'm Brandon. I'm Brandon Lindsay, and I- Hi, Hi, Brandon. Brandon. Hello. I play Cecil McNamara. Today's question, if your character right now could give your character's younger version a piece of equipment that you have. What would you give them? Ooh! If Cecil could give younger Cecil anything he had on him right now, it'd probably be the khaki bag of tricks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A
3: young Cecil would absolutely go just bonkers, just bananas
0: with that thing. <laughs> yeah,
3: and he would just enjoy that.
0: His parents would not.
3: <laughs> His parents would not. Mm-mm. Uh, but I feel like he might keep it a secret.
0: That sounds like the setup for like a children's book. It's like a young (laughs) boy finds a bag that that releases magical friends that he has to keep a secret from his parents.
2: Okay, Brandon, you have to write it. My name is Danielle uh, Grisco,
1: and I play Brian Tolkien. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Andy. Oh, sorry. We haven't introduced you yet, so I can't use your name.
2: (laughs) No, I can't. How dare you? Um,
1: Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) But uh, I honestly don't know if this is Danielle or Brian speaking, but young Brian needs the butterfly net in in, in a very, (laughs) very deep way. Um, And I don't know if it's Danielle's desire to heal Brian's inner child with a small (laughs) butterfly net or if it's genuinely a useful item. But either way, that's what young Brian is getting.
2: (laughs) I love it. Hi, I'm Andy Dinehart. I'm the voice of Victoria Hightower. Um, And similar to healing childhood trauma, I would say the Cuddle Monster Oh mm. Victoria would have really liked that. I, I know it wouldn't necessarily have done maybe the same thing in like the human world, but just even the like extra boost of feel good energy would have been really helpful as a kid and
0: comfort. Yeah,
2: yeah, just yeah. something she could hang on to and kind of I don't know, just hold while she's alone. It's basically,
3: just like whenever you put a little drop of essential oils on a stuffed animal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 and my name's Riley Wesson, I am this campaign's dungeon master, uh, and if I could go back in time and give my younger self anything, this probably wouldn't be smart, but I would give him my sword. Nice. Card pass. Younger Riley would eat that shit up. He would probably break it immediately, but...
3: <laughs> what if you could give Younger Riley Pokemon Arceus?
0: Oh, uh, well, I couldn't do anything with it because I wouldn't have a switch.
3: What if you could, What if you could give Younger Riley a switch?
0: I would become a tech billionaire. Yeah, I, actually I would know. immediately uncover the secrets and <laughs> mm-hmm. I could sell it to the highest bidder.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that of those two options your gut impulse was like, "Give him a sword, he'll break." It sounds useful. <laughs> give him a sword, it'll break.
0: <laughs> give him a give him a high-powered video game device, he'll somehow <laughs> uncover how it works and sell all of the technology for it.
1: <laughs> the levels of depth in this arc.
0: That's back when I still have my gifted and talented abilities before it just became anxiety and depression. Wow. <laughs> yep. Oh. Last session on D Hall and Dragons, the students investigated the remains of the warehouse, discovering that there were traces of magical energy on some of the items that resonated with the arcane strand that they pulled off of Freddy's body which is what Wren revealed to be an encoded memory spell. With the help of Wren, they decoded the memory strand to discover that Wally the Warlock was behind the actions that Freddy took and that he's a much more menacing figure than they first realized. Victoria had a moment with both Wren and Ratness, with Wren giving her a kiss before they left and Ratness warning her of the hand's influence on her through having her fortune told. The students all received Wren's tactics, did some shopping, and had some pretty shitty dreams before heading off in the morning to Supperfield. Upon their arrival that evening, they came across a young halfling defending his family's crops from plant monsters, and after way too long of a pause, jumped in to help. Once that matter was dealt with, the halfling introduced himself as Karlik Swonky and invited them into the tavern, but just as they were sitting down to have dinner, the hand herself walked through the door, and that's where we are now.
1: What a bitch.
0: (laughs) So you guys are currently seated kind of off in the corner it's pretty crowded in the inn right now um it looks like a lot of the town folk have gathered inside uh so you're you're kind of in like a quiet corner of the tavern so not really many people are paying attention to you right now but as the hand has entered she walks in and there is like a group of men and women that are coming in behind her they seem to be carrying like supplies and bags and things and as she walks in everyone in the room stands up and starts to kind of like flock towards her, and they all seem to be like complimenting her and thanking her for what she's been doing. You kind of overhear bits of conversation of like, "Oh my gosh, they, you're you're helping our town so much, and oh, we we can't thank you enough for the supplies that you've been giving. Your your research is really helping us. We we really thank you for everything that you're that you've been doing." And she's just kind of like nodding and making pleasantries with uh, the people as they're walking around. And you guys are currently sitting at the table with Karlik with some food off in the corner.
2: Victoria reaches out and puts her hand on Brian's arm and looks at Cecil. How quickly can you get out of here? Get What are you talking are
0: you, talk, what, what, you guys
2: just got here. Cecil, what are you about? how quickly can you get out of here?
3: I mean, I can get out of here pretty quickly. Has she noticed us?
0: No, she has not noticed you guys.
4: Okay.
2: Make for what the you tree. Guys, you, you guys just got here. If you're here. not what there you in a minute, about? we're coming back.
0: What are you talking? What do you, you just, you guys just got here. What are you doing?
2: Carly, I'm sorry. We have to go really quick. Um, uh, we'll be back later. We just, we really have to go right now. Um, just, you know, it's a nighttime thing. And so she's going to grab Brian's arm and look at Cecil and wait for him to confirm.
3: Do I get the sense that anyone else is looking at me at the moment?
0: No, no. The second that the hand has walked through the door, everyone's attention has shifted to her.
3: Okay. I'm going to stick my hand in a pocket and open up a little wooden box that I've carved in the recent days. Mm -hmm. And inside is a little piece of gum that I'm going to kind of rub my thumb and forefinger with. And I'm going to go invisible.
0: Okay. That's a second level spell.
3: That is a second level spell.
0: Okay. Could you roll me a d20?
2: Are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> oh,
2: no. What did you roll? <gasps> oh, no. Fuck a duck. What did you do?
0: It's a 20. Okay. Roll me a d100. 31. Have we done that before? I feel
2: like we have.
0: We have not. Roll me a d4. Mm-hmm.
1: The hand becomes a centaur and charges at you.
3: <laughs> a three.
0: A three. Okay. As you're casting this spell, you feel like something kind of gurgle in your stomach, and something about that dinner didn't quite agree with you. Uh, you're poisoned for the next three hours.
2: No! Okay, okay. okay. That's fine. Okay. That is
3: a nonverbal thing. I am...
2: Cecil, you good?
3: I just, I just got the shits. Cecil.
2: <laughs> Cecil. are you good? You ready?
3: The now invisible Cecil whispers, I'll meet you there. Or wait. Tree. Carla wait, got what the tree. The
2: fu- what the fuck?
3: Wait, what tree are we going to? Should we go
2: to the tree or the van? Quickly. Van, all right, see you there in a minute. If you're not there in What's... a minute, we're coming back. And I cast Dimension Door. Where the fuck are we going?
3: Roll me
0: 20 a d20. A two. A two,
2: okay. <laughs> I, she just grabs Brian's arm and says, I wish to be anywhere but here. And she Dimension Doors.
4: Anywhere?
2: She's going to be aiming for outside of the fence of the garden, somewhere that they've been that she knows.
0: Okay, yeah. You teleport, and you're yeah. like out in the middle of the road, um, a couple of hundred feet away from the tavern.
2: Is there a hut that's nearby that gives her a vantage point on the back door? Uh, yeah. Okay. She's gonna walk with Brian over there, and she's gonna keep an eye on the door to see if it opens to make sure that Cecil gets out.
0: Okay. Cecil, what are you doing?
3: I am going to wait 10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds, and I'm going to just try and listen in real quickly to see if I can catch any... I'm not gonna move closer. I'm just gonna see if I can catch anything the hand might be saying.
0: Yeah, you sit in there. Carlick is so confused because she walked in. He turned back to you guys. You were all whispering to one another and then Cecil disappeared. And then immediately right after Victoria <laughs> and Brian disappeared. So he is looking so fucking confused right now. Um, But as the crowd starts to die down, Cecil, you overhear the hand talking to some people in the group. She says, yes, yes. Uh, well, the research we've been doing has been proving to be uh A bit inconclusive, but we do believe that the tree is the source of the problems. We know that Supperfield has not been seeing good times, what with the recent monsterization of your uh, vegetation and such, but we do believe that the tree is the cause of it, and my team and I plan to cut down the tree in the morning, and we will, pardon the pun, but cut off the source of the problem at the root. And you hear murmurs start to kind of shift through the crowd. And you look to your right and you see Karlik is like dumbstruck by this information as he's he's
3: overhearing this. Okay, I'm going to place a hand on Karlik's collar. (laughs) It's me. I have some questions. And I'm going to pull him out the door.
4: (laughs) (gasps) Nice. Uh, Nice.
0: Cool. Um, Roll me a stealth check. I'll say with advantage because you're invisible. Okay. And I'll say, first roll me a Persuasion check, and then roll me a Stealth check to see if Karlik doesn't also have to roll a Stealth check.
3: Ooh, that's a natural 19 for the Persuasion?
0: Okay. He'll go along without much protest. Okay. Awesome. And then, yeah, roll a Stealth check with advantage. <gasps>
3: that's really good that was a two Mm -hmm. and an 18 Mm
0: -hmm. okay cool uh yeah you like go to open the door and then karlik opens it before you and he's like (laughs) the person here should open the door uh and opens it and he (laughs) there he walks out as you walk behind him and he closes it and does victoria Victoria and brian yeah you guys see the back door open and you see karlik walk out and close the door behind him. Great. And they're, um, and he's just kind of standing out in the middle of the garden, like, where
2: did, where did everyone else go? She'll just whistle. I can't whistle, but... <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Brian whistles. And then point in the direction of the van, and they're going to walk through the huts that direction.
3: Carl, uh, let's keep going. I am going to, while invisible, I'm going to reach into my khaki bag of tricks, and I'm going to produce an animal. Yes. <laughs> that's great. Boy. Okay, cool. Grape appears on his shoulder. Grape. Or appears on or appears Ooh. on my shoulder.
0: So grape <laughs> appears just floating in the air. Yeah.
3: Hey, I'm going to whisper to God, like, hey, is this a little bit too inconspicuous, this floating frog?
1: I think the word you're looking for is too conspicuous.
3: Or too conspicuous. Yeah, that's what I meant to say.
0: <laughs> what is
1: that even? What?
3: Sorry, it's okay. I'm stressed out.
1: You don't think I'm stressed out?
3: No, you're okay. No, I mean, that. that is fair. Uh follow the frog and i'm going to tell i'm going to tell grape to leap ahead of us and guide us back to the nice. to the van so carlo yeah. has something to follow as well.
0: Okay, you guys all make your way back to the van nice. uh, on the outskirts of town <sighs> and you guys all gather around as Grape hops up and Garlic is kind of like jogging just behind.
2: pile into the van real quick. The,
0: what the fuck is this? Oh my god! What is?
2: Oh, okay, um, we're going inside. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's kind of like a. Is hot, it okay? You guys, made made guys all
0: freaked out and then disappeared.
2: We well, can explain. Yeah.
3: We have really good reason to.
2: Like we very do. good
1: reasons.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Could you explain them then? I'm so confused. Uh.
2: Well. Uh, I don't, uh, guys, I don't know. Can we explain those sure. reasons? Let's,
3: let's, start with a question for you, Karlik, and then we'll try and fill in some stuff. So, the woman who just entered, do you know who she is?
0: Yeah, she, uh, she calls herself Miss V. She's been helping out the town the past few weeks. Uh, she showed up about, like, a week and a half ago. She's been... Uh, distributing out, like, supplies and, and potions and stuff to to help out people because our, our food has been attacking us, like you saw out in the garden. Earlier, right, yeah. Like the, yeah. So, yeah, she showed up uh, about a week and a half ago, and she's been, like, helping out around the town.
1: When did the food start attacking you?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the food's been attacking us for about, like, almost a month now, I
1: think. But she just showed up a week and a half ago. Yeah. Okay.
3: She mentioned something specific. She said, "She said the tree is the source, yeah, of the monsterization of crops, that kind of thing."
2: How long has the tree been here, though?
3: How long? Yeah, how long has the tree been it- here? Cause, oh, um, the pantry. I'm gonna
2: the what? the what? You're
0: kidding? The pantry. That's what you the giant tree is called. Joking? No, that's I, that's just what we call
3: it. Riley, uh, Riley, Riley. I'm gonna use yes? the to. <laughs> Riley, I'm gonna need you to give us like five five seconds for us to process it.
1: You're so fucking fucking proud of yourself. Fantastic. (laughs) Oh, just wait.
4: Just Um,
1: kill me now. Well, you made Uh, Brendan put a fucking headband in. That's how (laughs) fantastic that pun was. A fucking pantry. Sorry, that's amazing. Keep going.
0: The pantry's been here actually, even like from what I know of Supperfield's history, which is not a lot. Um, the pantry was here and like our ancestors like settled around it. Sure.
2: So it's like ancient.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like been here for as long as anyone can remember. Um, rumor has it, at least this is what children's stories growing up and that kind of thing. And like rumors in the town. Um, but they say that the pantry is actually a portal to the cafeteria
2: i have to
1: go um i actually my mom's calling me for dinner and um riley
3: riley riley i
1: have to leave yes
3: yes yes <laughs> the cafe Ca-
1: what cafe-teria? is cafeteria? The... oh you know what i'm gonna bite what is the cafeteria and why is it significant
0: well it's the cafeteria there's a there's a distinct cafe- difference
1: right Tierra. sorry i don't uh, speak with the dialect of this region
0: fair fair well rumor has it that that's where like again children's stories and stuff like that uh, That's where the fae live.
4: Oh, they don't and live here?
0: No, no, like they live on their own plane, you know?
2: Okay, but like children's stories have a lot of merit because most of the time they're, you know, um, rituals that are spoken around a fire by an ancient people. They're, they're the original, you know, theater and, and newspaper and all of that. And they get passed down and passed down to the point where they become fables and folklore and children's stories and things that you tell your kid before you tuck them in at night to make sure that they don't make mistakes when they are children that will come back to haunt them when they're adults so there has that this has to be pretty legit i mean well yeah
0: yeah uh and there's like rumors of there's there's always been like rumors of people that like
4: disappear inside
0: the tree and yeah they just disappear and they disappear um They, they, they kind of keep it off limits because they're like, Oh, this is like a sacred tree and everything like
4: that. Can you think
1: Um, of a reason or, uh, something that would have happened around the tree or even around this vast area in general over the last month, around the same time when your food started attacking you?
0: Well, not around the tree specifically. Um, I mean, around a month ago, like the. Like the ground started to dry up and the food started to taste worse. Um, Even not even just like the food that we were harvesting, but like the food that we had already harvested just started to like not taste as good. I was shocked because she said she's going to like destroy the tree. Yeah, Um, that's huge. But I'm like, if that's like a portal to the cafeteria, what if there's something wrong in the cafeteria?
3: That's okay, or yeah. What if that-, that
2: completely creates a rift between the two planes of existence and then there's no longer control and things just spill out? Like
0: Oh, yeah, that could also be bad. Um
2: Carl, like, has anyone ever tried to hurt the tree?
0: No, no. Well, because we like we hold the the pantry with like great reverence.
2: Yeah. In our town, you know? Can um, we go there?
0: It's like,
1: What? Yeah, can we go? Can we go there?
0: Uh, well, right now, Miss V has, like, her, like her group kind of set up around the pantry right now, so they have, like, a big camp kind of surrounding thing because mm-hmm. she's been, like, researching it the past mm-hmm. week or so.
3: Would you, would you say that they were raiding the pantry?
0: It could be seen as that. If they, like, went inside, yeah, they could definitely be raiding the pantry. That's, okay. Okay. That's kind of worrisome, actually.
3: How
2: many of Miss V's, <laughs> Black e's, uh, group researchers would you say there are in your town currently
0: um i don't know something like 50 maybe Mm. more okay (laughs) she's got a lot of people gathered up do you do you guys know her
3: well, okay, so... No,
1: uh, no, we just were really interested in the lore of this area, and I've personally never been attacked by a kale plant before, so... Uh,
0: roll me a deception
1: check.
3: Roll me a, <laughs> roll, roll me a scathing sarcasm check.
1: <laughs> that is a 21. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh.
3: So, Carla... Yeah? We're gonna pow out for just a sec... Would you mind? I
1: don't think we're allowed to say that. No, either. you're right.
3: You're right. We're going to we're going to brainstorm. Brainstorm for mm-hmm. just a sec.
2: Thank you. Uh, we just need to confer, yeah. you know.
3: Would you mind? I don't um, know what half
0: of those words mean.
3: That's okay. Uh how old are you? <laughs> uh, I'm am 17.
2: Okay, okay. Oh, same age. God. Cool. Public
3: education and <laughs> I think I think to myself in my head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no child left behind.
3: <laughs>
2: Actually, uh, I'll just sh- show Carlick. um, I don't know. Carlick just
0: starts playing with grape.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. just send kind them of send him to the back.
3: Um, should we tell him? I mean...
2: Why would we
1: do that?
3: We don't have to tell him everything, what? but it might no. behoove us to have someone who knows what we're talking about.
1: An ally. If you want to convince one person to be on our side, you're going to pick the 17-year-old who also couldn't fight off a kale plant and doesn't know the word confer.
3: I mean. Last time we trusted teenagers, it
1: went so well.
3: It could have gone worse. It did go pretty badly, but Mm -hmm. it also, there were some great things. There were some great, there were some great things and some not so great things, but I'm talking specifically about Ren.
1: Ren's not the one who knew the hand. No, I know. And this guy also knows the hand.
3: But not that she's the hand.
2: He had a different reaction to her saying that she was going to bring the tree down.
3: Maybe he knows of a few other individuals who are like-minded. He might. I guess we're just going to... That's just our stick now. We're going to go...
2: Start revolutions revolutions everywhere we go. go.
3: But it (sighs) might not be a bad idea to at least know where we're standing. We don't have to tell him right now. And we can put this... No,
1: it's fine. Listen, you guys can do whatever you want. So far, our survival rate for things like this is 100%. So... That's true. Okay, but what do you think, Brian? I think that last time we trusted anyone that had anything to do with the hand, it turned out incredibly poorly, no matter what it was that we did. And what makes you think that her deception towards this town is not larger than making them think that she's some kind of hero? Like, that could be, an am- that could be some kind of magical effect.
3: Oh, I mean, for sure she's causing the plants to awaken, right? Like,
2: Yeah, but then what's her angle? Why does she want to destroy the tree, then? just another plane of existence that she wants to conquer
3: or at the very least make sure no one else can go there without going through her (sighs) first talk about gatekeeping a true girl boss yeah true a a true girl boss
4: moment
2: (laughs) no true girl bosses do not gatekeep (laughs) okay but brian has a really good point the only issue here brian is that carlick is the only one who has seen us so far
3: but we could also just tie him up and keep him here until we solve no, whatever problem is No, just this keep year. him in
2: the dark. We don't have to tie him up. We don't need a hostage situation I mean, on our I hands. I think he's keeping
1: himself pretty well in the dark. Yeah. And I, just, I look out the window and just see him playing with the frog.
0: <laughs> you see him, like, crouched <laughs> on the ground, like like, whispering to Grape.
3: Grape is, like, crawling over his face and... So here's what I'm thinking, okay?
2: I could try and suggest to him that we're just passing through and we thought she looked like someone we knew, but actually we're wrong. But the only thing is, is if I do that, it only lasts so long, because, I mean, at some point, I don't know, he just might give us away.
3: He might also just be convinced without the use of magic. He could. He seems like a... he's...
1: The word you're looking for is imbecile.
3: No, he's... So what do you think, Grape? I mean, I think it's a good plan. What do you think? He's a sweet kid.
1: The other idea here is like, what if we make this whole thing of like, we are able to help him not have the hand cut down the tree and just see what it is that he's interested in and make this more about his perspective on things and his plot rather than our own. And we can use that to attain more information as we kind of suss this out as, you know, helpful strangers. Really the only rule here is that, we can't be seen by the hand because we'll be familiar.
3: At the very least, we can tell him, "Hey, we don't like what she's doing, and we can help stop this." We don't. We yeah. don't. Ha- we don't have to tell him that it's the hand. We've, We've hanged- heard of her
2: before,
1: and sure. she's
3: done
2: similar stuff in other towns, yeah. and you know, it just seems kind of sketch. And we want to make sure that, yeah, just to gather information.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: you look outside and you see Carlick tossing grape in the air. He's like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's a great plan. Great, I think it's a great plan.
2: Is there a way we could stall their plans? I mean, obviously, okay, so first point of order, get Karlick on our side. Second point of order, go check out the tree in the encampment being super stealthy. But third, if we can throw a wrench in their plans so that they can't tomorrow morning, that might buy us some time.
3: At the very least, we can figure out what the pantry is. And yeah. if it is indeed a portal, I feel like we're going to, Check that box pretty quickly.
2: Are we're not going to go through it, are we? Why not? We got nothing else going on.
3: Uh, We have several other things going on, but I get what you're talking about. Like the road might lead there, and we might end up having to go there anyway to solve whatever problem is happening. Yeah,
2: but if we go to that plane of existence, how do we get back to this one, and how do we undo and get back to our own? I'm just saying we might get stuck.
3: No, I've got a spell for that. What? (laughs) I think. Let me double check.
2: Yeah, you better uh, double check, man.
3: I might, I might not.
4: <laughs> Riley
2: doesn't think so. <laughs> yeah, Riley's eyebrows went up.
0: As you guys are
2: debating, you guys hear
0: Carlick knock on the door outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gu- hey guys, guys. Yeah. Hey,
3: what's up?
0: Hey, uh, so listen, I've been talking over with Grape, and I'm gonna try and go to the cafeteria.
3: Cool. You are.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said, l- okay. Listen, listen, l- hear me out. Okay. Me sure. Out. Okay. Go for it. I think. Something might be wrong there and not just like on the surface, like not just on the surface of like, oh, something's wrong with the tree. So, you know, everyone's like first impulse is to always like take out the problem that they see. Sure. But what about the problem they don't see? Yeah. What about the problem they
3: don't see? You should be a counselor when you grow up. That's really good instincts right there.
0: I think if I can go to the cafeteria, I can try and figure out what's wrong there. And if I can solve that problem, then the food will be good. And then they won't have to cut down the tree.
2: That's, yeah, that sounds like a, a plan. I have a question for you. Devil's advocate, you know? What's up? What happens if you get to the cafeteria uh-huh. and Miss V still cuts down the pantry and then you can't get back? If you, you might not be able to solve the problem then.
0: Well, stories tell us that like time passes differently in the cafeteria. So I'm hoping if I get there I have like a little bit more time than just like until
3: I think the it's morning. a great
1: idea. I think you should go. Mm.
3: You think so? Thank you, DM.
1: Yeah. I think that's I think that's a great idea. I think you should go. Cool. Cool. Um
0: I might need okay. some help. Do you think I could take grape with me? I was talking to the part moment with him. He thought it'd be a good idea.
3: Well, he might so he don't he's a he's a magical grape. He only exists for a little bit, but I can, Damn. I got like a ton of friends that you got that you, that you can hang out with. They're really, they're really chill.
2: Let's go sneak over mm-hmm. a little bit to, you know, where Miss V's operation is going on. Okay. Make sure it's everything. Everything's above board. I don't know how they're going to chop the tree down, but we might be able to stall them a little bit. Go to the cafeteria, fix the problem, come back.
1: Yeah. Wait, you yeah. guys want to help? Of course we do. Wait, we're going? Why are we going? He can go.
2: You know, strength in numbers.
3: Also, I can turn us all invisible.
2: I don't have a, a horse in this race. You just said we should go. Yeah, and
1: then I thought about it, and I realized if he goes, we don't have to.
0: Don't worry, guys. I totally got this, okay? Like, See? We're good. I, Brian. I know the stories. What? Um, He's got I know like the little bit of fairy tales that they told me as a kid. I think I should be able to make it through, Okay.
1: That's what I'm saying. You know what, Carlic? I have full faith in you.
0: Thanks. What was your name again? No, seriously, what was was your name? I forgot what it
4: was. (laughs) (laughs) Brian.
0: Okay, cool. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. All right, Grape. You and me, buddy. I do want to warn you, he will
3: disappear in about an hour.
0: Then I guess I better hurry. And he turns and starts walking (laughs) up the road. Guys. (gasps)
2: What? He's not going to be able to do that by himself. Why not? You were just explaining how much public education has failed him. He can't go by himself. I mean. It feels like a good test
1: subject. Ah, he's not a
2: guinea pig. We have no emotional investment in this person.
3: I mean, we have an emotional investment in what the hand is doing to these people.
2: Yeah, and there's a really good chance that as soon as she cuts down this tree, it's going to fuck everybody over.
3: Also, if this is a portal, it might give me some insight into how the planes work. Maybe I can figure out a way to break the spell that's keeping us here. You could. I'm gonna lean my head out the window. Uh, hey, Carlett.
2: Yo, yeah,
0: what's up? He's like a uh, hundred yards away at this point. Oh Wait, no. Come back,
3: come back. Okay. Okay, so we, uh, we had another quick little brainstorm. Just asking you, gut feeling, do you trust Miss V?
0: Well, like I thought I did, but sure. now that she's like talking about cutting down the pantry, mm-hmm. I feel like no, okay, that's like kind of that's like kind of shitty, okay.
4: You
3: know? Give me kind of just like a rough glimpse into the mood of the town. Do people generally like her?
0: I mean, yeah, she's given us all supplies and stuff, uh, okay, so
3: okay, and are you starting to see now how maybe that might be uh a <laughs> tactic for coaxing? The populace into agreeing with her, maybe uh what, well, what's like the word I, what's the word I'm looking for bribery. That's the bribery, word. Bribery, you know. You kind of picking up on Brian that. Brian
1: is just staring at Cecil and is really proud that he put that together.
3: Uh, uh, roll me a persuasion check. Would you consider me having assistance with someone? Sure, I'll say with roll with advantage. That's super helpful, because that was a nat one and Nineteen.
0: Wow. You see Karlik's eyes wide and he goes,
3: holy shit. I know, that's really messed up, right? What if
4: she's the one who's been
3: causing these
2: issues? What if
3: I told you she's been doing this to a couple other towns nearby?
0: That's so messed up.
3: Yeah. How does it make you feel, having someone prey upon your emotions like that?
0: I mean, kind of ticked off, honestly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Does it make you want to go into a, a rage?
0: I mean, like... I feel like that might be, like, a bit aggressive in mm. this sure. moment, because sure. it's, like, just us. Like, I sure. wouldn't want to,
3: like, yeah.
2: get
0: really rageful just around you guys, but, like... No, I, mean, I, I
3: appreciate that, too, actually. You have to actually.
2: learn to, you know, hone It's on the surface. And... Yes.
3: Again, I said this earlier, you should be a guidance counselor when you grow up. That You have great instincts for this. You just gotta hone it. That's... Anyway, so we were talking about a plan.
0: Also, roll me a history check. Oh. Me? E- everyone.
3: Oh, Okay.
1: History. That's right. Twenty-five.
0: Okay, uh, Brian, you realize you guys wouldn't be able to go to the cafeteria because that contract is still active.
2: Fuck it, duh. shit. So we literally can't go to any single other plane other than this one. Shit. I thought because it was a plane within a plane, yeah, would be fine.
0: The contract read that the signees are hereby bound to this plane. But with your level of intelligence and with that high of a history check, you also realize that. Something like that kind of contract, she would probably bring with her. I was
3: going to say, she's probably going to bring with it, so we might be able to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, at the very least, we can do some solid snooping. I can only turn three of us invisible if there are four of us who are going.
2: Well, if we can sneak Karlik into a point, not necessarily invisible, but I can give us a little extra boost, he can go through to the Cafeteria. He can go see if there's an issue on that side, while we do just some reconnaissance work on our side and i can also help postpone her plans
1: what if karlik like volunteered to assist her plan with her lackeys and
2: was like that won't get him through but he could get close to
1: the that would tree
3: karlik how proficient do you feel in in trying to like lie like are you a good liar acting acting which is basically just lying to an audience oh uh, dude i'm
0: I'm like a great liar. Cool. And as he says this, his eyes are like darting back and forth really nervously.
2: <laughs> no, we have Press to get X him through the doubt. portal. We have to get him through the portal like ASAP. <laughs> if we can get him through, you guys can go look for our contract. I will go look at whatever instrument, machinery, whatever they might be using to investigate the tree or cut it down. And I'll try to go fuck with it.
3: Okay.
1: And we're 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 a team. And I cast um, Aid, okay, okay. Um, on <laughs> on uh,
2: uh, Cecil and Victoria and nice. Carlick. Okay,
3: are we going to go ahead and do this now? We have to. Okay,
2: we have until tomorrow morning, and that's it. This is it. Wait, Carlick, you good? Yeah. You on board?
0: I'm yeah. Let's. You ready? Let's do it. You psyched? Yeah, I'm. Let's go. I'm pumped, man. I'm fucking pumped. Let's go. Okay, this is going to be pretty hype,
3: honestly. I'm going to cuddle monster.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say with this, you guys have taken a short rest. Okay, so awesome. If you would like to, great. Uh, in that
3: case, grape is probably is probably gone.
0: So yeah, you guys can roll to recover hip dice. Uh, you do lose your temporary hit points. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. You guys can also, if you'd like, you could use your Cuddle monster to regain spell slots.
2: Yep.
3: Do you want to hold on to the khaki bag of tricks?
2: <gasps> really? Because
3: <gasps> if you do, if you do need to send an animal to me, they they all know my scent. Yeah. They've, they, they've been sniffing me good. So you can... <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: We all made the exact same face. <laughs> that's
4: kind of... That, that,
3: bro, They're that's kind of sus, honestly. <laughs> well, okay.
2: Um, if you trust me with it, I'll hang on to it.
3: I'm going to hand you the khaki bag of tricks. Do not lose this.
2: I won't. This is risky.
3: So let, let's stealth our way up to the edge of Supperfield, yep. and then...
2: When we get, like, five or ten minutes away from the tree, I'll cast Pass Without a Trace.
3: Are we able to tell time? Does everyone is everyone able to tell time? We can sync ourselves up.
2: Are we? Do we know what time it is now? What time of day it is?
3: Whatever time it is, it doesn't matter. But we need to be able to like know how much time we have left. So
0: as you guys are getting to the camp, it's about ten o'clock.
3: Okay.
2: Does the moon in the sky move? What? I don't know. Like, does this? He needs Boy Scout planet
3: or just like camping? I
2: don't know. Never mind. Does the moon in the sky move? That was stupid. Yep.
3: <laughs> Public education in this place. Come on, man.
4: <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> Amazing. Some things never change across the plains.
3: Exactly. Uh, am I still poisoned? Or has that...
0: Yes, because it's not been three hours oh. yet. Okay,
3: I'm gonna go ahead and pop a lesser restoration real quick. Yeah. And I'm just gonna... get that out of the way. Because otherwise I'm Before gonna be you making everything a disadvantage. Absolute
2: runs. Roll me a
0: d20. Yeah, as lesser restoration is a second level spell. It
3: is. That's a two. Dear God. Oh my gosh.
0: <gasps> cool. You are healed of your poisoning.
3: Okay. Good.
2: Um. Once they get to the outskirts of like the camp, Victoria casts pass without trace. Okay. And then she's gonna put a hand on the guy's shoulders mm-hmm. and just say, "Be safe." And she's gonna cast bardic inspiration on both of them. Okay. Woo-hoo.
0: You whisper that to the two of them and Carlick like, off to the side goes, I will, don't worry.
3: <laughs> I'm also realizing that because we are all going to be invisible, we aren't going to know where each other are unless we...
1: Uh, actually, I'm going to cast See um, a Visibility.
3: Oh, so oh that's wow. dope. That's pretty cool, actually.
2: Uh, why is everyone surprised? Have you ever
1: <laughs> used you that very before? I guess Yeah,
0: well.
2: you <laughs> do sometimes. Well, lots of cool things. I just just That's really seeing. neat.
0: Also, roll me a d20. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: That's a 12.
3: And then I'm going to take out my little piece of gum, and I'm going to chop it into three pieces, and okay. I'm going to affix it to each of your foreheads.
2: Ew. Okay. Cecil, that's so disgusting. And it's going
3: to stretch. It is a little, I, like, lick it, and I stick it to your forehead.
4: Uh! So it's
3: definitely going to leave a little sticky spot. Um, Ew.
4: That's pretty grody, bro.
3: Yeah. But I'm going to use my one-fourth-level spell slot.
4: Oh, boy.
0: Okay. Roll me a d20. We're
3: good. Okay. You guys are both invisible.
0: But Carlick is not, correct?
3: Carlick is not.
0: Okay, he does still have Pass Without Trace though. Yes. So here's how we're going to run this. The hands camp is set up as circles of tents that are kind of like semi-circled around the pantry. And so there's kind of, three like distinct circles of tents and so depending on how well you guys roll Mm -hmm. you will be able to bypass a certain amount of tents before you actually start having to like make checks for encounters and stuff as you are going through got it so everyone roll me a stealth check since you guys are invisible you guys can all roll with advantage and we will take the average we will take the party average
2: plus 10 22 that was an 18
3: plus 10 so 28
2: Okay, 20 for Victoria.
0: Okay. Uh, Karlick rolled a 15. With a plus 10? Yes. He ah, rolled, actually, bloody. no, it was, it was a 17.
2: Damn it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay.
0: So you guys make it into the middle circle.
1: Great. Nice, okay. Hell yeah, we do.
0: Without much issue. It's kind of set up like a maze almost, just mm. the way the tents are structured. But as you guys turn, you start to see that there are like lanterns that are lit, and you can hear... Lackeys patrolling around. Somebody roll me a d4. That's a two. Okay, so you guys will have to pass three encounter checks to make it to the middle circle.
3: That's great. Or do you mean are, are we at the middle circle or?
0: Sorry, I meant to make it to the very middle of the circles. The, the inner circle. That'll okay, be the gotcha. inner circle. Okay. You guys are currently in the middle circle. Yeah. You've made it through the outer circle. So now somebody roll me a d6.
1: It was a one.
0: Okay. Now somebody roll me a d4. Two. All right. As you guys look down the rows of tents, you hear two of the lackeys coming. You overhear them kind of talking. They're like, "Yeah, I'm not really sure what exactly the uh, the plan. I think I think she said we're just gonna try and like burn the whole thing down. Um, I'm not exactly sure how we would go about that. I mean, we have some spellcasters, so we might just try and do that. I don't, dude. I I try not to." figure out what exactly is going through her head I mean with all the shit she has on me I try and just like keep my head down don't try and pay much attention Uh, and you guys just kind of overhear this conversation going on as there are two of these guards that are patrolling
3: real quick am I able to make an inside check on their morale on their general sense of willingness to be here yeah that's a natural 20
0: it's a natural 20 Uh, you get the sense that they're not in good morale but like they're not going anywhere because yeah. they're fucking terrified of her. Sure. Okay. Okay.
3: Their fear is stronger uh, than their morality. I think right. so. Um, you see a rock levitate next to you. Holy shit! Shh. I'm gonna cast magic stone. I could just throw this and try and get their attention, and we could move on. Go for it. I'm gonna try and aim maybe thirty, forty feet to the right. Okay. To try and hit it against. Are there any like metal
0: There's like some crates and stuff that are kind of stacked up around.
3: Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna fling my magic stone against one of the crates and try and draw their attention away.
0: Alright. Yeah, yeah. Roll me an attack roll.
3: Nice. 23. Okay. It does six points of bludgeoning damage.
0: Yeah, it like cracks one of the crates. Some like supplies spill out and you hear both of them "What what the fuck was that? and they start walking down um i'm going to roll a stealth check for Karlic because he is just standing there no i will say with your distraction he'll have advantage
2: okay
0: um he rolled a natural 1 but he is a halfling he does he is lucky yeah. so can roll again that's a 2 oh uh, my god with advantage oh my god roll- Okay, that's a 14 on the die. Uh, So that's like a 26 or something. Amazing. So you you guys throw the stone and he goes, where the fuck did that come from? And he starts to fall. I just cover his mouth. Oh, shit. I do like. (laughs) (laughs) And he gets behind the tent as the two guards go check out the crates uh, and you guys sneak past them. I
2: just whisper in his ear, be cool, man. Keep your cool okay,
0: all right. I'm realizing how funny this looks because it it literally just looks like it's Karlick walking around. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, s- now somebody roll me another D6.
2: Oh, four. <laughs>
0: all right. Uh, you guys are like walking down the rows of tents and sneaking down there and you walk past a few crates. Everybody, yeah, roll me a perception
1: check. Okay. I was ready for a roll initiative and I was like, nope. 23, 22. 12. I'm killing it with these rolls today. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm too focused on watching our rear to really see anything. Watching someone's rear. I'll, at this point, it would only be Karlik's...
0: <laughs> watching Carlick's rear.
3: <laughs> he's, he's been doing squats. Dude, honestly, he's pretty ripped. My anxiety is through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like being
1: sneaky.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, the sort of row that you're walking down is about like 10 feet by 10 feet. And you see that, like, just barely along the ground, there seems to be, like, some runes that are sketched out Ooh. in, like, a ten-foot square.
3: Hold up, hold
2: up. Yeah, we all stop. What's the what's the language?
3: I'm gonna go see if I can inspect those runes.
2: Take Brian with you. Brian might be able to read it. Okay.
0: These appear to be glyphs of some kind.
3: Okay. Am I able to sense what type of glyph they are? Like, what sort of effect it would have?
0: Roll me an arcana check. Uh,
3: 18.
0: Um, no, not with an 18.
3: Okay, and these are very specifically blocking our way? There's no way around them?
0: Yeah, it's like 10 square feet, but that is blocking your path.
2: Do you have dispel? spell?
3: I do. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and take the next minute and scan in like a 30-foot radius on either side, see if there's any other way we can kind of sidle by.
0: There are tents on either side of you guys. Okay. Um but that's sort of the hallway that you're walking down. Gotcha. There are like a few crates, so you might be able to- But we'd have to like crawl
4: over those. Mm
0: -mm. You could possibly make the jump from the crates and get to the other side, but that's really seems to be your closest bet.
3: All right, guys, take a step back. I do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just kind of tug at to Back him up a bit.
3: (laughs) I produce my wand and very carefully start casting Dispel Magic I trace my wand into the dirt and do basically the mirror opposite of what the runes look like.
2: Basically Ooh, carve, I mean. carve
3: in the antithesis of the rune.
2: That's so cool.
0: Nice. Uh, roll me a d20. Yeah.
2: Nice flavor. Gotta love that detail.
3: 17 for the random magic. Okay. You etch in the
0: opposite of these runes and you hear this tss, 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 <laughs> evaporating as these very, very, very go. faint glyphs disappear. Nice. So,
1: let's go. Goodbye.
3: Alright, guys. Should be good. Let's keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys continue on. Uh somebody roll me another d6. Four. Oh, that's what I just uh, rolled. Reroll. Roll another one.
3: Okay. Oh, that's right. That was just the one. Four. Keep
0: rolling. Keep rolling until you don't get a four <laughs> or
3: one. We've already done those events. It's a four. way
2: to die. Stop what? it! Stop it! <laughs> roll a different die! <laughs> Is this, did we
0: walk into Rosencrantz and Guildenstern or Dead?
3: Have we done three? No. Okay, three. There you go. Take that one.
0: Okay. Uh, you guys are walking, and you see on a pile of crates nearby, uh, there is like a little teddy bear that's sitting there and propped up against the crates uh, as you are nearing the inner circle.
1: Is it moving? Uh, no. Is it breathing?
0: No. It's so suspicious.
1: Does it seem, uh, like, attached or similar to any of the other supplies? Uh, roll me an investigation check. Okay, I will. Mm, it ain't going to do much. It's a seven.
0: Okay, from how far you are from the crates right now, you can't really tell what specific supplies are in the crate.
1: I walk closer to the crate.
3: Actually, hold up. I'm going to go ahead and cast Detect Magic.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I was going to do the same thing. (laughs) Actually... Is it better if I do?
3: Yeah, I'm not going to cast it. You cast it.
1: Yeah, you can't because it's a concentration spell. Um, okay, I cast Detect Magic. Okay. Uh, you cast Detect Magic and
0: you can sense that some of the supplies in these crates have some type of magical property to them, but you specifically notice that the teddy bear has uh, some type of illusion magic cast on it.
4: Oh.
2: Um, can we just keep walking? It'll see karlic. I see. Uh, I'm trying to think what I could do. Oh. <gasps> I have mage hand. Oh. I can try and move it. I can, Or even just turn it around.
4: You can't just
3: <laughs> you <know>? turn it <laughs> around.
2: It's like, you know, the nanny cam inside of the bear yeah. kind of or, thing.
3: Or can you just put something over top of it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put something oh, over yeah, it. Or cover it with like a cloth. Okay, so um, V reaches into her bag and pulls out like a scarf. And she's going to use her mage hand. She's going to take it, float it over to the bear and put it over top of it.
0: <laughs> okay, so so the mage hand is draping a scarf over the teddy bear.
2: Should, it, should I do it?
0: You already said you've done something. What is it, what is it that you're
2: just... Um, I feel like this is the wrong way to go Um, because of what Riley said, but yeah, she's gonna, she'll take this out and I'm just and making sure
3: what, what exactly it is you're doing. So he can bite me in the ass later.
2: Yeah, she's gonna drape it over so we can run past it.
0: Alright, yeah. You take off your scarf, uh, and the magic man, magic man, <laughs> the magic man, the magic hand grabs yeah. it, uh, and it materializes it next ever. to Carly. Goes, what the fuck?
2: Cool, man. Cool, man. Cool. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Weird shit's this gonna, gonna not, happen. Get used to it. This is not
0: my usual affair Of okay, I, I just protect the bar usually. All right. This is not <laughs> yeah, usually yeah, what yeah. I do. I, I, I get that. And the mage hand carries the scarf and drapes it over this teddy bear. And are you guys walking past?
2: Ah. <laughs> it, it. Yep. It. Yep. We're gonna just. I'm just yep, again, I'm are. just making
0: sure I know what you're just doing. doing it.
2: I know, but we don't trust you, Riley. <laughs> this is what we like to
0: call metagame.
4: Also,
3: if we're invisible, we could have also just walked up to it and put it on. let <laughs> tell Carla to, to hang on until we turn the bear around.
1: Okay. Either way, the scarf is on the teddy bear and we are gonna walk past it. Okay.
0: Uh, you guys walk past the teddy bear
3: and you continue onward.
4: Oh, you son of a gun. Oh my god.
0: (sighs) And you guys make it to the inner circle of tents.
2: Amazing. No, don't turn into an animal right now. (laughs) Too late. Oh
3: no. (laughs) It's too late. It's too late. I sneezed.
2: You don't have to. That breaks invisibility.
3: Yes, it does.
2: (laughs) Brandon, you don't have to metagame that hard. <laughs>
4: Brandon.
2: You don't Brandon. have to met an act, dude. No.
3: Um, let me double check Wild Shape.
0: Are you going to commit to the RP, Brandon? I am going to commit. commit of
3: course I'm going to commit to the RP. The
0: standards you've set up to this point. Right.
3: Look, I'm not going to break my
0: rules. Uh, transforming doesn't break your concentration on a spell you've already <gasps> cast.
2: Yeah.
1: Amazing. Okay. You
0: cannot cast spells once you are in wild shape, but it does not break your concentration on a spell you've cast.
1: Thank God, because I was going to murder you.
3: Okay, in that case, I turn into Invisible Panther's the way to go. Panther's just the best. Um, you hear this quiet purring next to you. Ugh.
0: <sighs> Guys, I think that fucking panther's back.
2: Um, Carly- I think that
0: fucking panther from the garden's back.
2: It's okay. Hey, hey Carly, so... It? Okay. Why
0: fuck
1: it, that panther?
3: I hear it, uh, Carlick.
1: Carlick, it's... it's Carlic.
3: I lick Carlick's leg. No! And I nuzzle a little bit, comfortingly.
1: Uh, what the fuck is that? It's
0: Cecil. It's Cecil. You can turn into animals?
2: Yeah. Well, he can't. Yeah. Just him. <laughs> Dude,
0: that's fucking rad as hell.
2: Right?
1: He's a badass. And then Brian winces because he can't believe he says that out loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys make it to the inner circle. Uh, and you will need to pass a few more encounters no. to make it to the very middle. So somebody roll me a D four.
1: That's a four.
0: A four. Okay. The inner circle is going to be one D four minus one. So you need to pass three more encounters. So someone roll me a D six.
3: All right. Three.
0: Uh, roll again because we've done three. We're just going to go through all of
4: them. Four.
2: <laughs> we've done. Keep four. rolling until you three get two
1: five d4. or six. Three. Yeah.
2: Two five or six. Three.
3: Just pick. One. We've
4: We've done done one.
3: one. (laughs) Five. There we go. Okay,
0: you guys are walking and as you get to the inner circle, you can see in the very middle of all these tents you see one that seems to be like a bit taller than the rest and Mm -hmm. you can kind of surmise that that's probably... The hands. That's probably the hands. And as you're walking you walk past a tent and as you look inside there is like a front entrance and you can see a back entrance that Head straight to the middle tent. It looks like this is a shortcut to get through.
2: Mm, I don't
1: like it. I can see if there's anything invisible.
0: (gasps) Ooh. You do still have detect magic cast. Uh, You do sense that this tent is an illusion.
1: Mm, I say don't take the shortcut. Okay, I think we just keep going. We don't take the shortcut. Yeah.
0: Okay, you guys continue onward. Uh, Roll me another d6. That's a six.
1: Six,
0: okay. Uh, you're walking, and uh, you guys see a guard dog that is patrolling along the tents.
4: <laughs> ah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you hiss, and you the the dog immediately like is is on high alert.
3: Um, I'm gonna lead the dog away, actually, if if that's the case.
0: I guess let me roll a perception check for the dog. <laughs> yeah, it rolls an 18. Um, wow. It immediately starts oh. making its way towards you, okay. uh, and also Karlik, who is not invisible, next to you guys.
2: Um, Karlik, how are you with dogs?
0: Um, I'm really more of like a like a plant and field kind of farmer guy. I'm not okay. I mean, like, I'm I'm okay with animals, but not the best. Do you
2: have any food on you?
0: Oh yeah, I always keep a quick protein source on me.
2: Nice. Go feed it to the dog. Be real, like just. Nice, doggy.
3: Y'all gotta be ready to knock this dog out.
0: Uh, he reaches into his pack and pulls out some jerky, um, gonna say, okay. Animal handling (laughs) check? (laughs) Yeah, I'll, I'll make an animal handling check.
3: Can I hold an action before- What do you want to hold? Okay, if I sense the dog is at any point antagonistic, I'm going to sprint 20 feet towards it and pounce and go for the jugular.
4: Okay.
0: You're gonna fucking merc this dog? I'm gonna merc this dog. (laughs) All right, uh, <laughs> I roll the four for garlic. Ow. He pulls out the jerky, but he accidentally pulls out a piece that's like a bit older than usual, so it doesn't really smell all that great. And the dog starts to open its mouth to go to, to bite him.
3: And I leap and I pounce at this the dog. The invisible
0: Cecil pounces at this dog. So Cecil, roll me an attack with advantage.
3: Well, that's great that it's an advantage, because that was a nat 1 or a 19 to hit. Jesus.
0: I like how every time you've rolled with advantage tight, it's, it's been either a nat 1 or a It's been all over or the two. place for my dice. It's been
2: all the extremes.
3: <laughs> but that is going to be 6 points of slashing damage.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, a dog only has 5 hit points. You immediately murder this dog. I just go straight
3: oh, for the jugular no. and just... <gasps>
0: You guys see this dog about to bite Carla's hand. And then all of a sudden, Cecil just appears with his maw wrapped around his neck. And this dog just gets taken down. Just crack his neck.
1: And Carla goes, holy Brian, shit. Brian is tearing up in his invisibility. Panther
3: Cecil is uh, going to drag the dog off to the side. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> Roll me a stealth check. Can you bury him? Give him a proper burial. Not right now. <laughs> he could dig. He's got paws.
3: Um, it's great that Panther Cecil has a plus six because that turns that into a 19. With the pass without trace? With pass okay, 29. Okay.
0: Um, th- this dog disappears into the night. And Cecil carries him into a dark corner.
3: <laughs> With a whoosh of a shadow. and That
0: was fucking metal as hell. Holy shit.
3: Panther Cecil kind of just paused, come back out.
0: Dude, you got some some blood on your muzzle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys pass that interaction. By
1: murdering a dog.
0: So
2: we only have one left,
0: which is two. Uh, Yeah, you guys sneak past this dog corpse. (laughs) Have yet to alert anyone. And you see there is the path into the very center of the inner circle. And again, you see this large, ornate tent in the center.
2: Does it look familiar at all?
0: The colors of it look slightly similar to the fortune teller's tent gotcha. that you saw, but it is it is much fancier and ornate. Yeah. And on either side you see um these like pink torches that are illuminating the pathway into the center. Sorry, I said torches, they're they're like lanterns that are hanging off of It's like a handheld lantern that is hung from a from a pole on uh, like a garden hook. Yeah, like a garden hook. Okay.
3: The tent doesn't look climbable at all, right? No. It's a tent, okay. Sure. Sure. Um, you hear this tiny little He t- still appears? Hey, hey. Holy- Hey, Carl. Uh, hey, what? I have something that might be able to get me inside.
2: You're not going to tunnel.
3: I am going to tunnel. Uh, As a badger, I can move pretty-
2: Honey badger don't give a fuck.
3: Pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah.
2: I could use Mage Hand again and try to remove the torches. Snuff them out. Stuff them out. Yeah, I could try. What if I cast unseen servant and make them try and <laughs> Oh hey, you cast unseen servant. I'll cast mage hand, and we'll just try to move them. We'll just try and move them all. Yeah, let's just try to move them. Okay.
3: Do y'all want me to go scope it out? Because I can go scope it out real quick. It'll be a five minute like.
2: It means we've got to stand here for five minutes. Somebody could come past.
3: Put Carla under like a tarp or something. Put him behind a barrel.
2: <laughs> they are only crates. You can hide behind
3: a crate. He's like, I'm more of a barrel hider guy, so if there were a barrel, I could hide behind a barrel, but a crate, that's too much to ask.
0: (laughs) I'm like a a generous four feet tall, so I mean, like, I could probably hide behind a crate.
2: All right, let's find a crate. We'll go stand, watch. Cecil, you gotta be quick. I'll be quick. Don't go anywhere near the lanterns. They'll probably set something off.
3: I'm gonna stifle a sneeze, and I'm gonna turn into a badger. Okay. And then I'm going to immediately start digging... Right below me, and I'm going to dig 20 feet down, and then I'm going to try and move around, basically like make a box, so I avoid being within 20 feet of those torches.
0: Okay, when you come back up.
3: 30 30 feet, within 30 feet. Okay. And I'm going to move all the way to the back. I'm just going to use my best knowledge, spatial awareness, to move. I'm going to use geometry here.
0: Okay, roll me an intelligence check.
3: Valedictorian, baby. It's a natural 20. Oh
0: Holy my
1: shit. god. Um, <laughs> of course it is.
3: Plus four for an intelligence check. Uh so 24. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh I dig I go to the very back of where I think the tent is, and I'm gonna try and start coming up to the surface very quietly, inside of the tent.
0: Okay, as you go to poke your head up through what you would believe to be the ground, uh you are unable to.
2: Carpet.
3: It, uh, yeah, am I able to sense what? Rug.
0: It's not carpet. There seems to be like some kind of force blocking you from breaking through the surface underneath It's the tent.
2: just a, like a force field. Those they Hold
3: on, hold on. Is that, yeah, is it a magical field or is it like wood?
0: Romeo me kind of check.
3: Okay, that's not bad that, actually. Uh, 18.
0: It, this is some kind of magical spell that is keeping you from burrowing up into the tent. We got
2: to blow them out. Mm-hmm.
3: Am I able to smell anyone...
0: Roll me a perception check. Okay. And roll very high.
3: <laughs> I've got advantage on this. Uh 19.
0: Uh you are unable to smell a you can't tell.
3: Okay, it's muddled. The arcane barrier is muddling my
0: You're also underground.
3: <laughs> Highly honed sense of smell.
0: Uh and as you do that, somebody roll me a d4.
4: Okay.
2: 1.
0: Okay. Uh, you guys see one person walking around. Uh, everyone roll me a stealth check.
2: I don't want to. Brian and I are still invisible, oh, so we shit. get advantage and plus 10. Yeah, you guys roll with advantage. Thank God. 24. That was gonna be bad. 16.
1: 16, okay.
3: Oh, Victoria, you uh, do you have any sort of fun abilities from our friends that might give you an ability to... No. <laughs> right. DM says no.
0: As the guy that made the abilities, no.
2: I do have a point of inspiration from our DM.
0: You do if you do want you if you do. want to use it.
2: Uh I'm gonna re- Oh yeah, I'm gonna re-roll one. Okay. <sighs> Same fucking number. Oh no. So
0: Okay. As you hear this guy coming, you accidentally bump against a crate and it tips over, and this guy looks up and starts to walk forward to where you guys are hiding.
2: I'm going to cast Suggestion. Okay. He needs to roll Wisdom Save of 13.
0: He rolled a 10. (gasps) Oh!
2: And just whisper, I suggest you go get a pint of ale.
0: I'm really thirsty. And he turns and walks back down the rows
4: Oh, that's clutch. <laughs> that's real clutch.
3: Back to Cecil. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, throw oh up.
3: Um, was I able to put my head up outside the tent, like behind the tent, to get a lay yes, of Yes,
0: outside the tent, yes.
3: Um, Like behind it, it was basically the same kind of thing?
0: Behind the tent, actually, the entire camp is like set up in a sort of semicircle. Mm-hmm. So behind the tent is a straight pathway up to where the pantry is. Okay. It's like 100 yards from the central tent- to the pantry.
3: Perceiving using my beady little badger eyes, can I see close to the base of the pantry if there are any other structures or other uh,
2: devices, tents, machines,
3: people set up over there? Really cool magical items that.
0: <laughs> uh, you actually see five mm-hmm. gigantic swords, uh, some really Bunch cool staffs, cool. piles of gold. Now, um, so okay, badgers <laughs> do have night vision, but I believe you only have it up to like 60 feet, correct?
3: uh dark vision up to 30 feet
0: okay so yeah you can see about 30 feet ahead of you okay uh you do see like some torches in the distance so it does seem like there are some tents that are set up on either side of the pantry heading in Mm -hmm. but you can only really see up to 30 feet ahead of you
3: and real quick I'm, i'm not able to see if there's any sort of opening at the base of the tree at all from this distance not from this distance okay well then i'm gonna go ahead and head back
0: Okay. You pop back up. I'm gonna say it's been about fifty minutes since you guys have started, so you have about ten minutes left to pass without trace.
3: Okay. Ugh,
2: That's shit. okay. 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 Well Carlic and I need to go then.
3: Well, uh I can't talk to you as a badger.
2: Well, we see that you didn't get in. Yeah.
3: Um as a badger, I'm going to try and make a tree shape with my little badger hands. <laughs> <laughs> give
0: me a performance check oh. give
4: me a performance check <laughs> oh.
3: natural 18 i've been rolling really well on these plus two so uh a dirty dirty 20 20
0: okay nice. okay um i'm gonna both try of you guys roll me no both okay. <laughs> no hang on this is a this is a two-part thing uh Wait. both of you guys roll me an insight <laughs> check um, i'm gonna say no. it's only a dc 10 13
3: uh, uh,
1: 16
0: uh, you guys are able to decipher Cecil's badger shapings.
1: Okay. I'm going
3: to make th- the shape of a tree. Uh-huh. Then I'm going to point to Carlic. And I can't see
1: No, uh, you can't. Z, <laughs> but just kind uh-uh. of like where V
3: where is. Um,
1: I kick the dirt in front of me a little bit, and I spell out just a a B on the <laughs> okay. dirt in front of me.
3: Uh, I'm going to point to where I assume V probably is. I'm going to point to Book kinda... Adele with my little badger claws. And I'm going to point to the hole
2: what
0: are you telling us to like dig into the hole dude yes
2: <laughs> the hole's not big enough for us to go in
0: you're a fucking badger you're dude. a badger you're like, you're
2: like this you're wide
0: like really small I, we can't f- i widened the hole no a little bit. fuck no no, <laughs> <Full> <laughs> no if way.
4: you can't get up through get it the we're the not gonna be able here. to get up
0: through it i allow some shenanigans as a dm i will not allow a five foot tall person to fit inside a badger hole get the fuck out of here <laughs>
2: Okay, um, we need to blow out the torches. All right, here we go. I mean, I think we could just blow them out. Okay, we're invisible. We walk up. Yeah, I I blow on the torch. Yeah, we're both going to try to... Okay.
0: Uh, the two of you walk into the light of the lanterns, and as you go to blow it out, uh, your invisibility f- fades oh. away. Yeah, that's what yep. I thought. As you guys walk <gasps> into the light of these yep. lanterns of revealing. Yeah.
1: Yep. Damn
0: it. Wait, can I... I back up. I back up really quick. Your invisibility's gone. <laughs>
4: Damn.
3: I guess we're not really going to need invisibility too much whenever we're inside.
0: Here we go. So are we not digging into the hole now?
2: No. (laughs) You guys need to go in and Karlick and I need to run. Okay. Okay. Uh, We're going to book it with my last like 10 minutes of Pass Without a Trace. Yeah. Okay.
0: Roll me a stealth check.
2: Okay. It's only an 18. Okay. Karlick
0: rolled a 19, I believe. Okay. So before we get to that, take care of Cecil and Brian. You guys walk up to the entrance of this tent as Victoria and Karlick sneak around it. You... Can see there's like a faint glow from the entrance, but you can't totally see what's inside.
3: Uh, hey, Brian, how's your stealth? Just not being invisible.
1: I, I mean, we we don't have pa- it's not great, but it's not like the worst it could ever be. It's not
3: great. Yeah, I I'm not great at stealth without being either a panther or invisible. So I could also potentially make us stealthier without making us invisible,
1: which is which is going to be more attainable.
3: Alright, um, in that case, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. Um, I'm going to pick up a tuft of fur, uh, of, of dog fur, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I still have just, like, on me <laughs> somewhere.
0: You pick, you pick out, like, a little <clears throat> bit of fur from between your teeth.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rub that together. I'm gonna plop that on Brian's forehead. Um, and I'm gonna do the same for me.
1: Great. Brian just stares at you disdainfully, but also gratefully.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm using a third level spell, uh, Enhance Ability, to give us both Cat's Grace, so we have advantage on all dexterity checks for an hour. Um, We also will not take falling damage.
0: All right. Roll me a d20. Or
3: at least from 20 feet or less, if we're not incapacitated.
0: A 30-foot pit opens up underneath you. Yeah. (laughs) That, we can't... I I can't
3: help you with that. Uh, A 12. We're good. Cool. Um, And then... Let's stealthily move in.
0: Alright. Uh both of you guys make me a stealth check. Okay. Brian, I believe you would roll this with just regular because uh you have heavy armor.
4: Ooh.
1: What? Oh, I do. When?
0: Always, you should always you should always be rolling stealth checks at disadvantage. Technically,
3: no. You live and you learn.
1: It's already at yeah. Okay.
3: Uh, that's a nineteen for Cecil.
1: Well, it's a fucking eight for Brian.
0: Oh. Okay, Cecil, you slip in really quickly. Brian, you trip a little bit and you knock over like a nearby tent pole as you're walking towards it, uh, and you hear some guards from fifty yards away or so. Going, did you, did you guys hear something? What was that? It sounds like guards are starting to approach.
3: Okay. I'm going to pull you off to the side, Brian. Great. <laughs> and I am going to um, lick my pinky finger and my pointer finger. I'm going to smooth them over. Yeah. And as I do, my form changes into that of a guard casting disguise self.
4: Ooh. Ooh nice.
0: Okay, But you have pushed Brian into the tent.
3: Yeah. All right. I've pushed Brian into the tent and around the side to the point where Brian is not in like immediately visible. Yep. And then I'm going to stand in the tent um, and make it look like I just kicked something.
0: All right. So, Brian, as Cecil pushes you inside, mm-hmm. you see the inside of this tent appears to be much larger than it uh, first appeared on the outside is you see like a large opulent room Nice. Uh, inside. You see... Desks with papers scattered across them, quills with like ink uh, dripping across. You see in the corner there appears to be different types of food that are spread out on a desk that have notes scribbled out next to them. You see like a basket of lemons (laughs) that seem to have some sort of attachment at the bottom that looks like they're siphoning some sort of white crystal out from the bottom of the basket. That is like piling in a a beaker and you see there are like rows of bookshelves and a large, comfortable bed and at the foot of the bed appears to be a large, uh, ornate chest.
3: Are they making lemonade in here?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are making lemonade in here. Okay, I, um, I'm going to kind of, um, which side is the table on with the notes and stuff on the right? Yeah, the right. Okay, so I'm going to skirt around to the right without like shuffling papers around in an obvious way. I want to try and read as many of the notes as quickly as I can that are on the table. Okay, roll me an investigation check.
3: Don't forget you have inspiration.
1: Thank God. Great. Um, so that is uh,
4: 16.
0: Okay. From what you can tell, most of this seems to be her observations on the tree. Uh, it looks like there's notes scribbled about different types of food. She, she writes of like how it looks like the roots are connected to the ground spread throughout Supperfield. You also notice on one of the papers, there are the words salty, sweet, spicy, and sour that each have a check next to them. And as you are reading over that, Cecil, oh, you man. are standing outside in the form of a guard. As you see a group of five lackeys walk around the corner, what's going? What what's going on?
3: Uh, did did you hear? S- yeah, sorry, no. That that was me. My, my bad, guys. Uh, not feeling well, tripped, and my bad. Um, did y'all see? I heard some chatter. There's some movement off on the west side of the, of, of of camp. Did y'all hear anything about that?
0: Um. I didn't really hear anything. Um but have you seen my dog Spot?
3: Uh No, I haven't. Um again, I I was on the west side. Or sorry, I was on the east side and I heard something about the west side, so I was coming over to check. So I've I've only been on this side. Is Spot normally around here?
0: Yeah, yeah, Spot usually monitors the the inner circle, mm-hmm. but I haven't really seen him recently. It was I mean like his dinner time soon, so I figured he would come and find me soon, sure. but I guess not. Uh, Roll me a deception check. Oh boy! I'll say
3: with advantage. Okay.
1: Can I hear this conversation from inside the tent?
0: No, actually you
3: cannot. That's an eighteen. It was a two on the other die. Oh my god! We're really god. skirting around here.
0: I am really saving your. Ass you are saving my advantage saving on my all, all of ass. these. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see these guys shrug and nod, and they walk off, and the one guy goes, Sp- "Spot." Spot, where are, where are you yeah, at? I'll, where are you at, Spot? I'll
3: look over here, guys, and if I see him, I'll let you know, but he might have run off Thanks. to investigate, or, you know, he might have heard whatever's going on west side, so you might go check it out over there. I
0: appreciate it. Thanks, man.
3: Yeah, yeah. And then I turn back inside. Being out of danger, I'm going to go ahead and stay in that form. Turn back inside. Hey, Brian, what are you... You seen anything?
0: Brian, you look up and you see a guard standing in the... Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> It's me. But it's me. You. You did see him transform.
1: I, I did. Okay. Great. Um, yeah. There's. There's all these notes here, and I. Um, I just kind of gesture to the one that says the sweet, salty, spicy, um, sour, and then I'm gonna kind of shift around to the other side of the room where that chest is by the bed while Cecil's reading.
3: Okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna sift through as well, and I'm gonna take out my phone. All right. And I'm gonna take pictures of everything.
0: Wow. <sighs> I'm going to say for each picture, you're going to have to take a check. Uh, I'm going to say for to get pictures of all of the notes, you're going to need three pictures.
3: Sure. I have rarely used my phone, so this should be a breeze. 18. Okay. Natural 20 for whatever reason. Uh, And a 15. Okay.
0: You get pictures of everything while, Brian, you are investigating this chest, and it appears to
1: be locked. I want to try and pick the lock.
3: I mean, I do have these tools. I can go and pick it if you want.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Could you do that? Yeah. And then I'm going to walk away from it and kind of check out the other areas
3: while he's doing yeah, that. Yeah, go. Are they making lemonade over there? What is going on with that?
1: I want to taste the sugar, but I'm nervous uh, that it's something else considering all the other veg- vegetation. Like, what if it becomes, it.
3: what if it's like a, each taste is a different taste? What if one is spicy? What if one is sour? What if one is sweet? What if one is salty? I
1: mean, they're lemons. I mean, like that's inherently sour. What if
3: one is like an umami kind of thing?
2: Thank you. I was waiting for the umami. Like a birdie bot's every flavor.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See?
0: so you go to pick this lock yeah i do here's how we're gonna do this i'm not gonna do this by a sleight of hand i'm gonna i found a sort of lock picking mini game i've been
3: looking for one okay i'm excited to see what you found
0: this is from a a youtube bob the world builder nice this is how it's gonna work this is a i'm gonna say this is a dc 20 lock and so you are going to roll 4d6 if any of these are a six then you pick the lock successfully if you roll a one there will be a complication, the lock will be jammed, and you have to spend an additional minute unlocking it. Uh, if you roll another one, then your tools break and the lock is stuck. Okay. <clears throat> I will say, since you are using Thieves' tools and since you are proficient with them, I will allow you to re-roll if you get a one.
3: Okay. Am I rolling them all at once, or am I... Yes, okay. just roll 4d6. Uh, that is Uh, two fours, a two and a six.
0: Okay, then uh, you have a six, so you successfully, after about 40 seconds... Click the lock, and you open up the chest.
3: What's inside?
0: You see stacks of papers with signatures on them. Uh, it seems to be like a filing system. And then off to the side, you also see like a rather plain-looking, like patchwork bag.
3: Okay. Ooh. Um, I'm just gonna start taking papers and putting them in my backpack.
0: There's a lot of papers.
3: Okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. There's a lot. Uh, I'm of gonna papers. take. I'm gonna take the two most recent. Or because our names
2: it, are they look for our names well,
3: because you said that they're, they're they're in a filing system, right?
2: The contracts, yes, okay.
3: So, yeah, I'm gonna look for the two most recent and just like get a sense of what these contracts are or what, what these papers are if I can,
2: okay. Yeah,
1: rollman investigation check. I want to walk back towards the chest and um, also just kind of like look over his shoulder and see. I'm specifically looking for anything with any of our names on it or James's names on it. Or um, like if I can recognize any like maybe family members names from conversations that we've had or things like that. Okay,
0: you can't quite see the papers are like flat as you're looking down at the, the file system. So you can't yeah. really see the names on the papers unless except for the ones that Cecil is, is it
2: alphabetized. Or is it dates? Uh,
0: what did you roll, Cecil? What was your investigation check? A 15. I'll say with a 15, you get the sense that it's like a chronological series of contracts. Okay. But it looks mostly like they are binding to service, essentially. There appear to be other types of contracts as well, but like the majority of them seem to be like bound to service.
3: Brian,
1: mm-hmm.
3: let's find our names. Okay. And we're going to sift through.
0: All right. Both of you roll an investigation check.
3: Yep.
1: I'm going to throw up. That's a 21?
3: Uh, 17.
0: Okay, it was a DC 20. Um, Oh, boy. So, Brian, you (laughs) sift through and you think chronologically and you're, like, able to deduce from the first few that you saw of, like, how long of a time, and you flick through and you pull out a crumpled piece of parchment that seems to be that spell scroll that you guys signed about two weeks ago.
2: Grab it.
3: Okay, I open up my bag. Throw it in. Um, I'm going to grab the patchwork bag as well.
1: Yep. Throw it in the back, Get out of there. Okay.
3: And is there anything else of note? Any other... I'm going to take another minute and I'm going to just scan through and see if anything else catches my attention.
0: Well, before that, we're going to jump to Victoria and Karlik. You guys are sneaking
3: along. Yeah. And... How
0: far away is the tree? From where you started, it was 100 yards. So it was 300 feet away.
3: You guys can still sneak past...
2: We could, or we could get there a lot faster.
3: I would save it. Or you also rolled your stealth check. Yeah, say. we did. Uh,
0: so this is this is what happens first. <laughs> okay. You guys sneak about a hundred feet towards it, and Victoria, as you're walking, you accidentally step in like a divot in the ground and stumble down to your hands and knees onto like a pile of brush in the middle, and you start to hear some sounds coming from the other sides of the tent. Mm-hmm. And as that is happening, Cecil, you grab the patchwork bag from the chest and you trip an alarm spell oh. that is attached to it. <gasps> and as you tuck this patchwork Shit. bag into your own backpack, this piercing alarm Damn it reverberates through the entire camp and you guys start to hear shouts and noises as you see torches are lit uh, and you see people start to stream out of the
3: tents. Do you still look like a guard, Cecil? I still look like a guard.
0: And with that,
3: class is dismissed. No! What? what? No! <laughs> no!
4: You asshole!
0: Yes. Look, keep yes. Going! and Dragons is Andy Deinhart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D-Hall and Dragons. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see a five-star review and a subscription, and we would love it even more if you would share it with a friend. I know it is the most annoying thing when someone walks up to you and tells you, hey, you should listen to this new podcast. But if you can work up the courage to do so with your friends, we would really appreciate it. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans in Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the incredible Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff can be found in the description as well. Until next time, try something new this week. A new restaurant, maybe watch a new show, talk to someone new. Broaden your horizons. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session.
3: Hey, quick uh if you guys can remember yeah. back when we were in Bummerfield, um or where was the where was Patty? That was Bummerfield, right?
0: Yeah. That was Bummerfield. Bummerfield.
3: Okay, okay. Um
0: My naming convention finally catches up to me. I yeah, I know. I'm
3: just like, wait, they're all field um <laughs> Which
0: rhyming one was it?